Hi, this is Jeremy Van Loon, and you're listening to the C4 eCraft podcast series at COP25. Today we're speaking with Daniel Murdiarso, senior scientist at C4 in Bogor, about blue carbons, peatlands, and COP. So Daniel, this COP is said to be focused more than any other COP on oceans. How do peatlands, mangroves, and other coastal ecosystems help oceans' health? Yeah, this is a kind of my final destination after a long journey that finally COP uh, looking at blue, blue carbon, you know, blue COP, uh, dealing with uh, peatland and mangrove and the ocean in general. I've been in 25 COPs, even COP minus one and minus two I was there. Oh no, I missed COP eight. So uh, yeah, it's 26 COP. Um, so yeah, the role of peatland and mangrove is very crucial in terms of maintaining the health of the ocean because uh, the interaction between uh, ocean and land uh, in the coastal zone is very much influenced by the presence of mangrove who is playing as a kind of filter to any pollutant and but also at the same time provide uh, play uh, ground or a place where fish can breed uh, before uh, the juvenile can go to the open ocean. And so that's that's very crucial role in terms of maintaining the health and also wealth of the ocean. Uh, peatland is the same thing because uh, the cycling of nutrient is also affected very much by the health of peatland in uh, the hinterland because this is a place where you can see the exchange of fresh and um, saline water and, and peatland has been uh, maintaining so much water, so they are very important uh, component in, you know, uh, transferring, uh, cycling the nutrient for the health of the ocean. The large percentage of the heat coming from the atmosphere will be absorbed by the ocean, and that's the so-called latent heat to evaporate the ocean. That's that's the way the heat uh, the uh, ocean play its role in terms of. Uh, cycling or balancing the energy of the entire globe. So, uh, and, 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 and ocean has a high uh, heat capacity, so it's very much uh, playing its role in absorbing this heat. So maybe more than 80% is absorbed by the ocean. You've been coming to COPs for years. Keeping in mind your experience, what are your expectations for the outcomes of this COP? And will it be any different from other COPs in the past? This COP is very uh, crucial as many other COPs, but uh, after you know, going through the process of uh, a quarter of, of decade, of a century, uh, so you have five, five uh, period, five time fives. Now, if we are thinking about uh, zero emission or net zero net emission in 2050, that we will have something like Five, five yearly kind of operation how to, to control the emission and reduce the emission uh, to, to control the climate. Uh, this is a kind of emergency, if you wish. Uh, <laughs> uh, it was supposed to be in, in uh, Chile, sorry, yeah, Chile, who has a very clear idea and agenda about Blue Cup. They are very interested to look at the role of ocean, but still, the presidents of, of this COP is still Chile, but hosted here. What was the biggest development for peatlands, be it in the science or policy or in the climate events during this past year? Yeah, well, uh, peatland 
has got more and more attention as um, ecosystem uh, that can be used as part of mitigating climate change because peatland is storing so much carbon. So if it is uh, preserved or prevented to be emitted, that's a good way of mitigating climate change. So uh, if you compare with uh, normal uh, terrestrial forests, the amount of carbon stored uh, underneath the pit forest is huge, five to six times bigger. So imagine about the depth of the pit itself. So it's very crucial to, to maintain uh, the existing uh, pit uh, intact and the degraded one restored. And a personal question. Peatlands are buggy, muddy, humid, uncomfortable places. Why do you love spending so much time in them? I do like working in peatland and wetland in general because it's such a unique uh, ecosystem. If you look at mangrove, for example, it's so charismatic with the, the root and everything, you know. Once you look at it, you will know this is mangrove. It's hard to work there, but uh, I like it. Um, when you plan uh, a field work in mangrove, you have to calculate very accurately about the tidal uh, range and also uh, timing. Because once you go into the hinterland of, of mangrove, the interior of mangrove, and the water tide uh, will come up higher and higher, you will get stuck there. Or if it is too low, your boat will be away from the coast and you will get stuck there as well. So you have to calculate very accurately. Thanks, Daniel, and thanks for listening. Please stay tuned for our upcoming podcasts in the C4 eCraft podcast series at COP25.